When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, heroes, and welcome to another exciting episode of One Shot. I'm Tracy Barnett, your host and narrator. Heroes, today we continue our Firebrand series, and I have to say I really enjoyed what happens in this series. It gets really sort of juicy and tasty. You get to see these characters come together, and and the players really lean into the tropes of what's going on. It's really, really excellent, and I can't wait for you to hear it, so you're not going to have to wait any longer. Let's get to the show. All right, Jess, Alex, your solitaires. Okay, I think that I think that Moss has a lot of siblings. I, I so I think the one I'm going to go with is uh, you've been spending time with your immediate family, trying to get a handle on what's happening, and your sibling goaded you to fight more fiercely than you have been. So I think what's happened here is Moss has not really been putting in the effort lately along with their siblings. I think they've been going out to battle in getting into skirmishes with revolutionaries um, and they just aren't, they kind of have to be dragged along by their siblings to get there. And um, <laughs> their, their heart just really isn't in it lately. So I think I'm sort of sitting in the like grand sitting room of uh, our family's house and my siblings are all lined up on the couch across from me, sort of, uh, you know, intervention style. <laughs> and they've decided to like confront Moss about how they haven't been pulling their weight recently and not, not fighting as fiercely as they should be. You used to love putting down insurrectionists. What's wrong? <laughs> no, I've been focusing on my painting. <laughs> <laughs> And I think that they are just disgusted by that. They they don't um, they don't need painters. They need fighters. You know, you haven't picked up your wrought iron spear in weeks. You haven't been practicing. You know, I, I, have you been sick? You know, is there something wrong? And Ma says, no, no. I I mean, I, I suppose it could be the seasonal depression. And I just like glance out the window wearily. <laughs> You know, perhaps I think my siblings may suggest that I should talk to the family doctor and like try and see if there's like some uppers I can take to like get me back on my game. Um, and so I, I sort of just say, yes, yes, of course. And like, you know, assure them that I'm going to do better next time. But I, I think Maz's heart really isn't in it. My, I, I feel like I'm able to convince it, like at least two of my siblings that I'm going to do better. And my older brother isn't convinced and I think he's gonna like come knock on my door in the morning and like wake me up at like 6 a.m to go to training and I'm just like Ugh, just like the worst teenage whine comes out of me <laughs> yeah I adore this I adore <laughs> everything about this character my heart my heart goes out to moss <laughs> oh that's perfect Am I, am I the, the next it's one, fair. I guess? Yeah. It's up to me. Okay. Solitaire. So I think uh, the little solitaire that I'm going to do, there's one here that says, you've been off duty, drinking and relaxing with your fellow soldiers. And the next day, revolutionaries firebombed the establishment. So the scene that I'm picturing, I think it's very, very soon after, like the next morning, Philippa has left kind of early as she often does. And she, uh, she took 
uh, one of her subordinates uh, back to her quarters with her. And so she's waking up the next morning and he's like looking at his space phone or uh, a comm array, you know, and and so he's the one who's actually seeing the news on the official Dogma News Channel that that revolutionaries um, attacked and firebombed with a sort of homemade explosive device, the very place where we were drinking at this point, like hours ago, you know, eight hours ago, and they bought, they bombed it that night at a night when it was like full of people. And they obviously knew that. And so she's sort of waking up to this news and he's sitting up next to her and, and sort of looking at her quarters, like everything is kept neat, clean, her like, you know, alarm clock showing like official space standard time and like local time on Ben Tresh where her like main contact is, is like displayed on this like tasteful little LED white with green lights thing. She has exactly one picture on the wall and it's like a big scroll of like official dogma art, like, like the kind of art that you were describing James of like these like really overdramatic, like classically posed figures, but they're just doing corporate grunt work. Uh, Mm -hmm. She has one of those up like a devotional and everything. I mean, even, even after a night like this, everything still looks perfect. She does not tolerate clothes being left on her floor. And uh, I have to know, I have to know the clothes that were no date, no doubt, like torn and often discarded. Are they folded? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, but she didn't do it. (laughs) Um, so we sort of open on this like this is the news that she's waking up to and he's saying like like you know this was this was at the hooded crow like we were there last night and and this is what's happened and these many people they don't even know how many people are injured yet it seems like we lost some people and so this guy is quite shaken obviously by this news and and visibly and like audibly and immediately and he was like this basically he's saying like this this really changes things. You know, we're here to, to fight the Bentresh and that, you know, this, he said that this is really going to basically saying like, this is going to change the way, or if I can even, if I feel like I can, you know, engage in this conflict and she quiets him and says, this changes absolutely nothing. This is the best evidence we've seen so far of what dogma is doing here. The Bentresh can't control their population. The people who are fighting for control of this planet obviously can't be trusted to govern themselves. If these revolutionaries have an issue with the way that the Bentrash or that the that dogma is conducting itself, then why don't they go through official channels? Why don't they speak with the TTC? This is disgraceful behavior. And I think this kind of lowly resorting to violence, violence against I, 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 what barely counts as a military target, just an evidence of the sort of moral degradation of what we're dealing with here. This changes absolutely nothing. And he's doesn't know really know what to say with that. And she kind of shoes him out anyway. She's like, I have exercises at 0800, please leave. <laughs> um, and so it's only once the automatic door closes firmly behind him that we get to see it all in a sort of, in a, in a tasteful little zoom in that her hands under the blankets are shaking and we get to hear how intensely and how quickly her heart is beating. And that's the scene. Ooh, I love that. I love that very, very much. Folks, we are now moving on to actually playing the game. So in order to play this game, there are different scene types, essentially. They are all played out in their own specific mini game. They all have different rules. They all have different configurations uh, and they all have their own setups. So our choices are, I'll just read these off so the audience knows, an animated disagreement, a chase, a conversation over food, a dance, a free-for-all, meeting sword to sword, stealing time together, a tactical skirmish. Yeah, and the rest is just setting information. 
So there you have it. Those are the scene types. We're going to go around. Each of us will pick a scene. Some of them, again, will be one-on-one. -on -one. Some of them will be all play. Some of them will have like specific group configurations. And you can always choose to play another solitaire. Uh, if any of those called out to you, um, let, let me know and we'll pick our scenes. I have a suggestion mm -hmm. uh, that we start with a dance. Love that. Start with celebration because it's gotta you gotta have your your highs before you can have your lows. All right, um, Eric. So with a dance, a dance is a two-player scene where you will be dancing with a specific character. Why don't you choose who you would like to dance with, and uh, tell us who that is, and then you two can conduct the dance together. Uh, by flipping to page 18 and 19 of the PDF. Uh, other players can also join freely, it says too. Oh, so okay. Other, pe cool. other people, if it makes sense for the characters to be there. Okay, Who? let's see. This is a celebration. Uh, let's say it's a celebration of the new year. Um, Love it. And everybody's there. There's, it's like an open, just open partying and... You know, some speeches, some showing of, of of military might, fireworks, food, dancing, all that stuff. And my character's there because you got to have him there. He has to be seen at these things. And let's see. I'm dancing with, I'm going to say Philippa. Perfect. I don't know if either of us are dancing. I don't know if you're much the dancing type, but my, my guy is definitely not a dancer. Oh, mm. interesting. So let's say then it is, so the, a, a bunch of dancing has happened where it's the, you know, that type of dancing where everybody dances at once and you go and you, you know, almost, uh, what is that? Like, um, Jane throw. Austen type of stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But that has cleared and then the music has started. And this is more like, uh, this is a dance in the sense that we're all doing it together, but it is very, it is very ener energetic and powerful, almost like it is a thing you would do before going to war, but it has been co-opted into dancing. Mm. Eric, Eric, yeah, I would like to join you on that and suggest okay. that perhaps dancing is a way that people with money fight proxy wars. Mm. Before you get in your mobile frame and actually have it out, you might invite your enemies over to a dance because Clearly, I am drilling like my boys in fencing, which means that your actual physical athletic ability has a major impact on your ability to control a mobile frame. So mm -hmm. capoeira style, the dancing that people do is like actually dangerous and actually a way to like threaten your enemies by right. displaying your military might. There's mm -hmm. a little bit of like, Adam's family mamushka in this with like knife throwing and mm -hmm. <laughs> like throwing fists and just missing. But if you hit, oh, well, you should have danced better. Mm -hmm. um, can't take any offense to that. It's just the dance. It's just a dance, bro. So everyone's doing this, but we find our each other dancing together, Philippa. And yeah, I did this on purpose because I am I'm testing you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if you know that or care about me in the slightest. I think I think Philippa is very arrogant and doesn't consider you a threat. Like hasn't really thought it through. Okay. So this is what do you notice about each other and what have you heard? Oh. I think in terms of what have you heard, like I think, you know, Philippa obviously knows this guy's story and what he's contributed to and there's this almost sort of legendary status about him. What she notices is that for someone who could really be at ease in a social situation like this, where, you know, you're going to be, you're generally wined and dined and celebrated. For someone who could very much just sort of be comfortable, you're very alert and very um, uh, perceptive. Mm -hmm. You watch things very carefully in a way that doesn't, doesn't raise any alarm bells for Philippa, but she does just kind of notice that that is something important about you. And it raises a question, but maybe not a red flag. There's still a fire there, even though there shouldn't necessarily shouldn't be. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So what I what I've heard about you is the various militaristic things that you've done in the the the, the cold conflict, I guess, the cold war that is this mm -hmm. this fighting. And what I notice about you is I think tell me if this is okay. I think that 
up until this point, my character has been very, like you said, stiff and separated. But when this song starts, that is like a sense memory in him about about fighting. So he mm-hmm. has that fire has burned is burning brighter now. And there is something about that in you as well. Is that okay? Yes. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Because yeah. it, it's tough for for your character to feel so separated and cold. There has to be something that that starts your fire up. And I think I think this could be it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We take turns asking each other questions. If the other players have joined the dance, you each get to ask two questions as well. Okay. Yeah. So I guess this is an important time to ask: Is anybody else at this dance? Would they like to be? Then I think. Oh. I think Francois is at the dance. This. All right, Francois, if uh-huh. you are at the dance, then I will show up to the dance as well. Not to distract, but I feel like everybody should have a partner. <laughs> Jess, are, is Maz sitting out of this dance or will Maz I mean, be? if we're all going. Okay. <laughs> Folks, this is good. I mean, it's not like um, I want to go. <laughs> I, oh my God. I love it. Just sitting in the deepest, darkest corner, hoping the whole evening somebody will ask them to dance. Uh, okay. Uh, so the way conducting the dance works, um, we uh, people will take turn asking each other questions. Each of you gets to ask the other two questions, taking turns, and then the dance ends. If other players have joined the dance, you each get to ask two questions in total, choosing which dancing partner for each question. Take turns around the circle as the figures of the dance bring you from partner to partner. The worst dancer asks the first question. Or have another player choose who asks the first question at a whim. I do think the worst dancer asking the first question is an evocative piece of information. So who's the worst dancer? I've I've set this up to be a a military dance. I think I can't claim to be the worst dancer anymore. Yeah, me either. I'm a great dancer. We're all, (laughs) we all think we're great. We all all think we're great. We all think we're great. I gotta say, I think, I think it's gotta be mausoleum. I also feel like it has to be Maz. Yeah. Little gangly teen. Come on. Yeah. Because this is also the start of the story, right? And Maz being a teen has the most room to grow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I'm going to pick Francois because I think because we're both aristocrats, I've seen you around and I'm like going towards the friendly face or at least the face that I know. At this moment in the dance, you laugh at what? <laughs> I laugh at you approaching me. It's like a, it's like a, wow. I th- thought you would think I am the least interesting person. Like <laughs> I know about you. I'm not someone who like, it sounds like you would be interested in it at all. I feel like I'm the opposite, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's yeah. like, oh, you, you're coming to see me. This must be, no one around you must be a friend because this Mm-mm. is an island here. Mm-mm. No, I have no social graces. Uh, I'm uh, an idiot <laughs> when it comes to so- social stuff. There's, I, I definitely shouldn't be approaching someone. You're definitely uh, above me in the social ranking. Yeah. Wow. That is true. I am somewhat upset with you as uh, as is your family because you're you're uh, much better warrior than most of them, and you don't practice. And you could be even you could be like way way better. It's like it's a it's kind of a waste. You can beat your older siblings quite easily, and it seems to frustrate them quite a bit. And you would be uh, I'd have you on my squad you trained every day well it is so boring to fight with them who can even muster the energy to care anymore maybe you need opponents who are worth your time Mm -hmm. perhaps or maybe i need to grow my bug collection if bug collecting is what makes you such a fine warrior then yes i agree I love it. It's just a big airing of grievances dance, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 
let's let's move on to another question. Is it in any particular order? Just anyone? Yeah, can do we ask have a turn question? order? I, I think like what we should do because we each have two questions. We should each make sure that everybody asks their first question and then yeah. make sure everybody asks their second question. Other okay. than that, though, I think we, if if, if Vincent McGay did not give us rules, then we don't have to follow them. You, Philippa. Mm-hmm. You may, at this moment in the dance, place your hand up on my elbow, my shoulder, my waist, or my hip. Which do you choose? Now, again, this doesn't have to be a friendly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there is something authoritative about grasping you by the elbow. This is, um, you know, in, in terms of like partnered dancing, it's not one with very strict lead and follow rules. It's a bit more like blues dancing, where that can potentially change over the course of a dance. And when she grasps you by the elbow, she is for one moment in like leading and leading delicately and carefully, and then and then instantly going back into the follow position, as if just to let you know. <laughs> and that that elbow you grabbed is not real. Oh, that is, that is part of my my rob. I was one of my robot arms. So there is, <laughs> okay, uh, I a, love that. Yeah, I, I want there to. In there. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. I want her to like pull this move, but also as soon as her hand actually does land on your elbow, and it's so hard and so cold, and the movement of it is is so much is is so robotic. You know, she can tell even through like your shirt. I do think that should throw her off for for a second. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, can I have a counter question, Kotard? Kotard, sure. um, I lose my place in the dance. Do you let me stumble or do you draw me back into place? Well, after what you just did, I think I quickly go down on one knee behind your leg. So you stumble over me, like backwards. <gasps> oh my God. And before your head hits, I like grab like your shirt collar to keep yeah. you down there. Oh, oh my just, God. And pull you back up just so you know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, it's so good. I love it. I love it. She's appalled. Philippa is absolutely appalled. Um, mm-hmm. her... oh, your shirt's all messed up now. My cravat. <laughs> <laughs> her facial expression refuses to change, uh, but she is uh, beat red. As soon as he's done doing that, he, he's turned away from you and he's dancing someplace else. Like, great. He's not giving you the Damn. satisfaction of seeing, looking him in the eye. Wow. <laughs> wow. You got extremely big timed there. <laughs> I don't know who this guy was until I started doing this. And now I can't stop picturing Mike from Better Call Saul. Uh, <laughs> uh. Except one who, imagine him dancing. First off, yeah, get get that fella in a mecha anime. Come on. <laughs> what are we doing? That's the spinoff that people really wanted. <laughs> yeah, I I want to add a, a, a like strange and, and sci-fi air to what people picture when they are picturing this dance, and to do that, I think it's best to describe D'Artagnan's formal clothes. So I think the clothing that is worn by every, like people of the dogma company is very like Catholic fetish inspired. So you've got, again, these like very like almost vacuum sealed, like it would be latex, but this is like the space future. So it's like obviously something more substantial than latex like fits, but over it is like the cut and lines of different Catholic outfits. So I think that D'Artagnan is in this dress that is otherwise like has a nun's habit associated with it. So like it's this veil that you can like pull back or whatnot. Um, And so the beginning of the dance, like his habit is up, but as the dance goes on and as like, you know, people are doing these wild sweeps and swings, like it falls back at different moments. And like, it becomes very obvious that like, that's part of the form and factor. Like sometimes you are facing an anonymous opponent that looks like all of the other people of that rank from 
dogma and sometimes you are faced against an individual. I also think that uh, beneath his habit, you can see that D'Artagnan has two little horns on his head. These are like formal implants that look like they are made out of like a beautiful pearlescent ivory-like material. And D'Artagnan has no legs. I think D'Artagnan like uh, is either an amputee or perhaps there are cybernetic enhancements, but I think like his like thighs kind of end in these like hovering points. And then there is uh, what would be a shin or a foot is like connected through like magnets or gravity control or whatever is kind of a reverse jointed leg. So the way he moves is on like a single access point. It's almost like a needle. And so his dancing has a lot of spinning involved in it. And like it's it can because you've got gravity control with it, uh, it can move like very unnaturally, very slowly and then very suddenly. And it can be very difficult to track. And all of that is context for me asking this question to, I think, Francois. Something about me catches your eye and your look lingers. What is it? I know exactly what it is. You have a pin here <laughs> on the front of your dress that is the same pin that my spy has on theirs that they wear to signify me to meet them. And I'm like, hmm, that's, is this like a, a trap? Is this like an let's open up a conversation sort of situation? So I just, I don't approach you at all. I just keep looking at you. Every time there's an opportunity for me to be looking at you where you can probably catch my eyes back, I'm looking. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think like after a little bit of that, like you get a wink back from me and a smile and it's impossible to read what that could mean as well. I like, I like that, James, that you were like, I am a sexy latex nun spinning on a top. What about me catches your eye? Yeah. <laughs> this is the space future. That's everyone's That's Tuesday. <laughs> so I have one that I just cannot pass up on. Philippa. Mm-hmm. Your mouth is close to my ear. What are you saying? Oh, interesting. I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is some kind of thinly veiled threat. Oh, but maybe I'm picking up on the fact that you can't seem to take your eyes off of D'Artagnan. And I think I have a comment about that. I think um, you and I just, you know, we're dancing close to each other. Maybe like we're having this particular dance. And so that's my excuse to just be close to you and interacting with you. But yeah, when my head come close to your ear, then I'm just going to very delicately whisper, I know he's beautiful, but that could be very dangerous for you. Just letting you know. <laughs> Excellent. The most beautiful things are worth the danger, in my experience. She gives then... a little sort of like your funeral smirk, uh, but keeps dancing with you. <laughs> I just keep gracefully dancing around. And then now I'm looking at D'Artagnan at times where D'Artagnan will be able to look back and Philippe will be able to see me looking at D'Artagnan. Just <laughs> yeah, to, dude. Make it like more complicated. <laughs> yeah. Upper shoulder layers. real quick. Hello, heroes, and welcome to the mid-roll. Heroes, it is the second week of our Patreon drive, and we're very pleased with our progress so far. We would like to definitely see more of it, so if I can talk to you for just a moment about our book club, I would really love to do that. You see, prior to this Patreon drive, we were soliciting RPGs from companies that existed, gave them some money, they gave us a copy of the PDF, we give it to our backers at $15 or more, everyone's happy. We wanted to do something different, though. We wanted something that was unique, that you could only get through the One Shot Podcast Network. So starting with this month, 
we are working with independent game designers and paying them directly to write small micro games for us. The first game is one that James and I wrote together called Featherfall. It is a game uh, set in the Skyjacks universe where you get to describe the journey of a fallen angel's feather as it goes across spear. Uh, it is a lot of fun. James and I played it on a stream together uh, last week. It was a great time, and uh, I'm really happy with how it turned out. Uh, I'm very excited to see the kinds of games that we're going to be able to produce, and I'm very excited for our backers to be able to get that kind of thing. If 15 isn't what you can swing, $10 a month gets you access to being able to write Dear Hoover letters to the, uh, the Skyjacks crew, and even $5 a month gets you access to the Secret Archive, which right now is being filled with Starwall, which is a brand new game that Drew and Mel and Allie and James are all playing together that is sort of a playtest of a new system that may be coming to a campaign-based podcast near you. So... Go over to patreon.com slash one shot podcast, check out what we have on offer, and if you can, throw us some support. We really, really appreciate it. And with all that out of the way, let's get back to the show. All right, that was our first round of questions. We get one more round of questions. Um, I have a question for D'Artagnan. Mm-hmm. Uh, this moment in the dance allows me to step close to you and linger very near. Am I welcome? I would say very welcome. I think this is one of the ways uh, we indicate rank. Like there is in in our dancing, again, this sort of like you are both part of a faceless collective, but also have these individual splashes. Like you can fall in and out of your habit or veil or something like that. So there is a moment like where, where you come near me and he lowers into what for him is like kneeling. And I think there's a like literal kissing of the ring. Like this is very old school church to let everyone know like after, and I feel like it's after kind of a solo dancing event thing where like I've, you know, done this ridiculous like spinning dervish of of a move and then you move into an area that like, well, this is you walking into like the horns or the the weird, I think like I'm wearing these gloves that end in like these points that like come together to be like essentially like a long sword tip. And it's like, yeah, anyone walking near that is just gonna get a part of them chopped off. That's kind of how it is. But of course my dancing immediately anticipates your getting close and like slows down. And I fall into the like kneeling position and kiss in deference. And I just say, your eminence. Wow, great. I didn't know I was an eminence. I'm so pleased. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, that's not uh, Philippa talking. (laughs) (laughs) Because Philippa, this interaction is Tuesday. Like, this is Mm -hmm. just like, yep, okay, good. And I think she was trying to figure out, you know, if I come over here, will I be tolerated or welcomed because of my status or welcomed because of some kind of interpersonal interest or attraction or, or, you know, friendship. So she's gotten her answer. She's quite content. Perfect. Then I am going to respond to you. You have the opportunity to draw me close and hold me for a moment. Do you take it to Philippa? Yes, I think I do in a very possessive way. So it's not, it's not the most tender sort of like, like gently bringing close. It is just clasping my arm around your waist and pulling you like, like one inch closer. Like this is where you stand right now Mm. um, as we're dancing. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I think, I think it follows. It's like, almost like, you know, you'd, you'd give like rigid movements to someone else and they, they would stumble or stutter and step, but it's like touching him is like touching a gyroscope. There is a gentle resistance. You can feel that, but it moves with you. 
Yes. Yeah. And it's very much like I'm, I'm giving you these, these very challenging as a lead in the, like, I know you can handle this kind of way. I was built to follow. Beautiful. All right. Moz, Mm -hmm. you and I are dancing. Wow. You're so old. (laughs) 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 The dancers figures separate us. When they bring us back together again, do you blush? Can also be I, in a uh, uh, just a shyness. Doesn't have to be. Yes, I think I do blush. Yes, because I'm I'm overwhelmed. I think I spend most of my time uh, with my family or alone, and uh, I think this is a lot for me. But I'm trying to like get out more because my siblings have been pushing me. So I think I'm mm-hmm. I'm very much like overwhelmed. And um, I you're you're like so battle worn. And like, you've obviously been through so much that I'm just like, I I don't know. I don't know what to do with this guy. I don't know what to make of this guy. Yeah. I think, um, I think I noticed that. And I say something to you like, this dance was created to show that even in fun, there is peril. And even in beauty, there is danger. And... It is going to be a shame to see you lose the innocence you have now. And then he dances off. Just old looking at young, old looking at youth, and knowing that she's going to fight. And that blush, that simple blush she did, that's going to change her. He hasn't blushed in a very long time. I think Moss is trying to find another partner, but is kind of just like standing there like, that was sick. Coolest shit anyone has ever said to me. <laughs> and he just like out of breath, like out of breath from something someone like, else said to you. Just doubled over, like it's like it's like it's like from one of my novels. I can't believe it. <laughs> and so I think because of that, I lose my place in the dance, and I think I stumble into Philippa. Do you let me stumble or do you draw me back into place? Oh, interesting. She draws you back into the into the perfect position exactly where you're supposed to be. And I don't know whether or not you hear it, but when she sees you stumble, she's not like, oh, she's like, ugh. It drives her nuts to see this beautiful dance being performed and someone so off. And so she just just immediately without without even really like you know checking in visually or whatever just draws you back perfectly into place and continues um point of order here philippa you did trip a couple of steps ago just gonna uh, say yeah this is yeah this is her deal in a in a pretty constant way (laughs) she does not see it no yeah exactly for ram i have a question when the dance ends, will you stand with me or rush away? I'm 100% standing with you. How old would you say you are? 35, 36. Oh, okay. That's the second time someone has said an old man and then said between their 30s and 40s, and that makes me wither. Oh, I, I didn't say I was an old man. Oh, I thought you... Oh, oh, I'm I was just older than the teenagers. <laughs> okay, all right, good. All right. In a teen's eyes, it's all old. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Twenty one. Uh, When's your funeral? (laughs) (laughs) At least you can drink. God. (laughs) Uh, Yes, I'm definitely standing with you. And my, like, when this when the when this dance ends, it ends. It's like with a stomp of a foot, and the whole thing is over with, and the music is stopped. Guitar just goes to a like a ready position, standing next to you, completely still. And says to you, Raker Mining Facility, 66 workers lost when landowners destroyed it, mistaking it for a Bantress Weapons Depot. And he waits to see if there's any response. Francois responds with the exact date and time. Keen Colony. 130 people died in a skirmish between landowners and Bantress. Francois is like 23 kills, 11 assists. I've seen this all before. You shouldn't have to see it and I shouldn't have to see it again. And then he walks away. And so I was just like, I fucking like that guy. <laughs> you can't help but like him. Uh, 
just real quick, Cotard was assuming those kills and assists you were saying were on the landowners and not the 130 people who lived in Keene Colony. You weren't telling him that you killed civilians. No, no, no. Yeah, landowners. Okay. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> I am here to make friends. <laughs> That's your reality TV cutaway. <laughs> I actually did come here to make friends. <laughs> Um, and then ending the dance. Once every dancer has asked two questions of each of your dancing partners, the dance ends. Oh, that's it. Great. Oh. <laughs> oh, I forgot about I love this part. Mechanic. <laughs> You're very we old. You want to sit down. I'm very old, yes. Your knees hurt. <laughs> I mean, there is definitely the entire night is rubbing space Ben Gay on all of my joints and <laughs> knowing I'm gonna pay for all of that in the morning. Mm. yeah I, I think the discovery that i made mid dance is how i've described my character and personality so far i think it is that they are probably in their 30s like he's in his 30s but he just has the injuries of a much older veteran like somebody would look at him and go well you've really been through it he's 30 so with that we get to move on to our next game who has a game that they would like to do well, ooh, ooh, I think I got to meet sword to sword with Philippa. Amazing. I was literally looking at the same thing. Okay, perfect. <laughs> I asked to uh, have a meeting with you, hmm. but because it can't just be a meeting, it's like, let's have a sparring session where it's like kind oh. of an exhibition almost sort of a thing where it's like, oh, look mm -hmm. at these two, like, high-ranking officers who are fighting each other but like everyone is at a distance so i really want to talk to you while this whole thing is going on mm -hmm. and this is just kind of like the cover mm -hmm. absolutely we've talked about like people have talked about like um fencing and battle dancing and stuff but we're like in our mechs right this yes. is mech sword to mech sword Th that's what Crucial. sword to sword would have my lance Amazing. Exploding I, just... I won't use my explosive <laughs> Not the explosive part. <laughs> That's unsporting. Yeah. Someone who knows a lot about swords can say or imagine the kind of cool sword that I have. It's a cool one. I'll tell you that. <laughs> They're all cool. They're all they swords, are all baby. swords. They're cool. You can't go wrong with swords. Our friend the humble sword. <laughs> um Okay, who's the better with the sword? You can pick. Ooh. Who's, wait, who's better with the sword? Yeah, because that, uh, that decides who goes first. Oh, interesting. That's such a good question. I am not sure. Are you, do, do you have an instinct about this? I'm not sure either, because it's one of those things where, like, I'm very, very good with the sword, yeah. but you're the kind of person who, like, I wouldn't challenge someone who wasn't, like, a master yeah here's yeah. here's a question that i i think might clarify it for you too of the two of you who do you think is in over their head mm, uh, me <laughs> oh okay i would have been happy to take that but if you want it go for it that's great yeah i think philippa is a little more experienced and but i don't think she's going in like cool no problem she's going in like this is this is going to be intense. Like, you know, she does respect you as a combatant. Okay. Ask a leading question. Anytime after the third leading question, either of you can choose to ask one of the closing questions instead. Okay, cool. I launch a sustained attack with my weight behind it. Do you give ground readily or grudgingly? Since this is like the opening attack, I give ground readily. Ooh, interesting. I'm like, oh, it's wonderful. That was, I secede my land and he says that specifically as like a landowner's joke laying like that's, good it lands. <laughs> that's, a, that's a binding contract be careful <laughs> as i've heard cutthroat yet light on your feet graceful what a perfect demonstration this will be for both of our troops <laughs> i think uh i catch your wrist in my hand and draw you close to me do you let your sword drop or do you shove me away and fight on so like, Ooh. as like mm -hmm. a, like your first attack was really good and I commented you on it, but I'm also like, I have to do something to like assert myself 
in this mm-hmm. battle and like take back like that space that was given. So like mm-hmm. I do a move that like grabs you. Perfect. Yeah. And she she shakes you off immediately and is like, yeah, she shakes you off and she's like, draw your blade. Don't give me these cheap distraction tactics. All right, then. And then uh, from like underneath like uh, a cloth, like, <laughs> like <laughs> swing, swing, lance pound on the ground. It's like, yeah, you thrust perilously close to my face. Do you cut me? Where? Yes, but like on the like clavicle. Uh, mm-hmm. Just like a, this may be practice, but you know, battle is always dangerous regardless of how fondly I may look upon you as an enemy. I get one more question, right? Yes, and also she responds to your uh, repartee with, that was a mistake. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> Was she talking to herself or was she talking to you? Ooh, uh, I think she was trying to talk to Francois. And if anyone interpreted otherwise, she'd be displeased. We circle, swords tips touching. What do you say to me? I know you didn't arrange this just to spar. You could practice at home. What's your game here? I'm simply looking for rivals of the sword, friends, allies for long enough. And everyone could use more allies on their side in a time like this, I think. A perilous time is coming. I just hope everyone's prepared. She says, people only offer to make peace when they know they're losing. And she thrusts forward. Oh, excellent. Okay. We lock swords and your mouth is very near my ear. What do you say? I say the only loser in this quarrel is the one who's still looking at the game board as if we're playing fair. I think that throws her a little bit. (laughs) She doesn't have an immediate response, but she does throw you back a couple of steps. Mm. At that point, Francois is going to put his lance down and will come out of his mech and stand on the hands with his helmet. Just go, bravo, excellent, wonderful. And then like rouse his troops. Yeah, this, this little, little clapping from all from the stands. Yeah. The golf like, clapping oh, yes. at the mecha battle. We have no idea what's going on. <laughs> you want to do yeah. a closing question? Yeah, that's a perfect time for one, I think. Mm. <laughs> okay. I think that, okay, we, uh, if this is all right with you, we leave our max and we go to shake hands in the middle of like the field. Perfect, yeah. And when we get close to each other, I very quickly draw my sword and I get its point up under your chin. Do you submit or flee? And I said, looking at the game board. (laughs) Oh my God, oh my God. Submit or flee? Oh, both are so infuriating. Oh, my God. <laughs> Horrible options. She's going to put up her both her hands in a sign of submission and say, hmm, I hope you really, really enjoyed this victory. As in there won't be another. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Have fun. <laughs> I kind of love that also being in character. No! I went to school. Uh, my lieutenant's going to come up to me and I'm going to say, I think I just made best friends. <laughs> I'm afraid of Philippa because I think that feels like twice that she's been demeaned publicly. Yeah, there's some karma coming. There's- yeah. yeah. Something's going to explode. Yeah. I'm ready to be murdered. (laughs) (laughs) This episode of One Shot features music from the following artists. Bloom Flower by Neon Beach. And Barracuda by Ghost Beats. This episode of One Shot was edited and sound designed by Tracy Barnett. You can find more of their work online anywhere at the other tracy
That's it for One Shot This Week, heroes. But don't worry, we will be back next week with Part 3 of Firebrands. As usual, we end One Shot with a call to action. And uh, I'm happy to say that there have been some positive things happening in terms of legislation against uh, trans people. Uh, In some states, you know, courts have blocked rulings. There have been bills that haven't been passed. There is movement being made. But your elected representatives need to know that you are against this kind of stuff. So especially at the state, but also at the federal level, it's very important that you take time and call your representatives. If you go to a site like fivecalls.org, you can find information about issues there. You can find the phone numbers for your representatives and scripts to read. It makes it a lot easier and it makes it uh, simpler for you to have an impact by using your, well, literal voice. So head to fivecalls.org, check out your issues, and call your reps. Thanks, heroes. As always, a humble and hearty thanks to our supporters on Patreon. If you want to help us in a non-monetary way, the best thing you can do is tell a friend. You can also leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Every five-star review we get helps new people find the show. For the latest one-shot news, be sure to follow me on Twitter at OneShotRPG. Look us up on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OneShotPod, or look for news on the site at OneShotPodcast.com. If you want to inquire about ad rates, live appearances, commissioning episodes, or you have a general question or comment for the show, contact us at GameMaster at OneShotPodcast.com. OneShot is a production of the OneShot Podcast Network, in association with Paracosm Press. Paracosm Press is a Chicago-based tabletop games publisher. You can find more information at P-A-R-A-C-O-S-M-Press.com. Finally, that music which is right now swelling up over my voice is Adventure by Be Your Own Pet, courtesy of Infinity Cat Records. See you next time, heroes. Heroes.